Bluegrass Race Hub is back. It's episode 18. We've got a fearsome four-way with two of the other coolest dudes in the league, except for me. We've got the piss missile himself, Dustin Reinstuttle. We've got a fellow Ohio State fan, Mikey Neal, over there. And as always, myself and HMFIC, Jason Collins. Let's do the thing. North Wilkesboro, we're going to start it off with the truck series. Um, another dominant performance from our from our main man, Jonah Colbert. Um, led 128 laps. Uh, fastest lap by a, by a pretty healthy margin would in 1921. I think the next closest looked like a 1925. And then big drop off from there. Um, teammate uh, Bobby Hall came in uh, P2 there. Barrett Morton, P3. Uh, Sean... Kaiser, 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 I believe. Kaiser uh, brought her home in P4. Uh, Peyton Hubbard, P5. Uh, Sean Kastritza, P6. Uh, our main man, Dan Worthington, P7. Another flex teammate. Another flex teammate, Wes Wigan in P8. Myself, P9. And another flex teammate in P10. We had a good run there. Or that you know, somewhat. We didn't get a win and we haven't had one this year, but you know, you'll have that on those big jobs. Oh, um, yeah. It was a uh, a chaotic one. 12 cautions, 60 caution laps. It's kind of unfortunately par for the course at this point. Gets Jason's blood pressure up a little bit, but a little uh, bit. short track racing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like even though we had 12 cautions, it still felt like the truck race was better than the other two series, um, which seems to be also par for the course. Unfortunately, you you would think that there would be more issues in the truck series than your Xfinity and Cup series. Um, so, although you know, trucks, um, like I said, did have some issues and stuff like that. I still think that that was the better race last week. Um, Mike, you were there for it, weren't you, to watch or broadcast? Yeah, I was up in the booth for that race. And uh, again, Jonah Colbert really was out front. Uh, a few different varying strategies. We saw Daniel Worthington get up. The only other driver to actually lead a lap other than Jonah Colbert, by the way. So uh, good job there for Daniel with his uh, you know pitch strategy. Uh, you know, went out, stayed out, and uh, had a few laps out front. And he did it twice to get out there. So uh, almost worked out for him. But, uh, you know, other than that, a lot of really good battles. Uh, North Wilkesboro, just how the track layout is, you know, going downhill into turn one, but going uphill into turn three. Uh, we saw a lot of drivers really trying to stick their nose underneath others, and that's what was mainly caused the cautions. But other than that, there was a lot of really good side-by-side racing, nevertheless, with 60 caution laps. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys really racing hard, but they were clean. You know, we had a few green flag runs, and then we'd have a few stack-up cautions, but then another green flag run right after that. So uh, overall, a very decent race, uh, lot, really entertaining a lot of really, you know, a lot of good drivers out there were really competing really well. You know, they were bumping each other, but doing it cleanly. So uh, they put on a show last week for us. Um, You know who I think, like one guy that I've noticed this season who's kind of struggled and it could be that he's rusty. I don't know. But Ronnie Shirk Jr. has had just a rough go of it this season. He was the season one truck season, uh, season one champ. And I don't know. He he came in with some big expectations this season, but I think that just goes to show you how much the truck series has evolved. Like the level of talent is just, you know, it's it's getting up there. Um, it's technically our introduction beginner series, but the, the competition is fierce in that truck series. Um, as uh, 
which Dustin can speak to this too, as, as someone that runs both the truck series and the, the cup series. I'll, I'll be honest. I, the racing has been better in the truck series as far as, as door to door with guys and, and working positions overlaps and, and trying to overtake guys and really work on a guy. Mm. I, I haven't really had a chance to do that in cup very often. And I'd like to hear Dustin's thoughts on that. If that's just a me thing or, or if it's a universal feeling. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of my Atlanta win, I've been pretty good at running in both series, really right in between, you know, 12th and 20th. Mm. Um, the guys between 12th and 20th are just as competitive and racing just as hard in both series. But I mean, um, North Wilkesboro wasn't any different. It's you're leaning on people the whole time. Um, yeah, it's, I, I kind of feel the same way too myself. Um, this truck series seems to be getting some more green flag runs over time. Mm. Absolutely. I, I, th- I think part of that, I know we've covered this before, but in the cup series, it's, it's a lot of guys that are three, four, 5,000 I rating. And when they show up to a race, they probably feel like they're going to be running at the front regardless. Cause if they go run officials or, or whatever, that's, that's probably what's happening 90% of the time. And, <laughs> When, when you get in a, a sea of guys that are similar, you know, some guys are going to be running mid-pack like me and Dustin do in Cup, and there's going to be guys that have, they're going to be running around, and someone has to run around in the back. So yeah. it's, I think it's hard for guys that are as fast as everybody is to adjust to not dominating. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that there's a, a lot of egos in the Cup Series, and I feel like that that's been mainly the the issue and the problem is that they come in and they're like well i'm a three thousand plus four thousand i rating you know i should be winning every race or dominating or whatever and you know it's hard for one thing it's hard to get guys that are that level i rating all together right like you want to i've heard before like somebody said they wanted to find that league that was three to five thousand i rating and the racing just be top notch, racecraft be top notch, all that. Well, that's fine and dandy, but when the when they're not willing to do it and they're not willing to put in the time and and you can't you don't see the racecraft there. Like you don't see it at all in the in the cup series. Like it's it's really unfortunate because it should be our best series. It should be phenomenal, but it's you yep. know, subpar this season at best. And I I think part of it is knowing who you are within the series. So being a, I, I'm pretty competitive in trucks. I knew when I went to run cup, I wasn't going to run for a championship or anything. So I like Mikey, I know that Mikey is faster than me at damn near every track we go to. Like we've, we've had some tight racing at times, but I know in general that Mikey is faster than me. So that allows me when me and Mikey are racing, it doesn't like, it doesn't hurt my pride too much to let Mikey make his way. Like I'll race him. And then once he's established position, like I'm not going to like do some insane thing to ruin his. Cause I, I know he's faster. Like what it doesn't make sense to like treat it as if I'm owed positions there. And 
I, I think if maybe some other guys had maybe that level of humility, not that I haven't had my issues in the past, obviously, but it's just, just knowing that you're, you're, there's always someone faster and that's, yep. that's real life racing that's on here. There's always, there's always a bigger shark in the pond. Yep. Uh, so moving on to the Xfinity series last week, James Silver's pulled out the win. Radburn shutters was P2, Scott Fritz P3, Justin Ray P4, Harrison, Jason Harrison P5, Greg Carr was P6, Adam Lancaster P7, Matt Grinier finished P8, Tyler Evans P9, and Jason Bridges with the P10. Um, I was not present for the cup or for the Xfinity series, but I have watched the broadcast and the replay and, you know, 15 cautions, 74 laps. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? You know, um, same same thing goes with them. Like, what are we doing? Like, got some guys in there that want to drive over their heads every single week and cause problems. And I, I, I hit everybody with penalties this week, um, continuing to drive the way that they're driving. And, you know, I told everybody I was bringing the hammer. I wasn't kidding. And there, here we are, you know. Um, some, something's got to be done to clean up the driving and the racing. And, and if these guys aren't willing to put the time in and figure out what they're, where they're, where they fall and get the racecraft figured out, it's like, we should be able to run door to door with people and not run people over. You got to figure out where the end of your car is, where the nose is, where the bumper, right fender, left fender. You got to know these things, guys. Like we're too far into the season at this point to still have the stuff happening that we have happen. It's a lot of it's some, I hate to say like beginner level stuff. Like we had an instance at IRP tonight. Like I, I should never hear the term ARCA break in this league, but I hear it because it happens and we see it. And it's just, I, I, it's not like just not caring about the other guys. Like, it, if I self-spin or something, and I'm sure both Dustin and, and Mikey can attest to this, like if we screw up, I don't want to make it someone else's problem as much as possible. Sometimes you do. That's the nature of racing. But they're just like some really like novice level race etiquette things that if we're, if they were followed, like, yeah, racecraft and racing around guys is one thing. But these like these really low level things could clean up a lot of this and, and damp down some of the, the tempers flaring that we see week to week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. Arca breaking should never be an, an <laughs> issue. And I've had to address it in previous seasons before you guys got here. You know, that was, I actually have a uh, sheet wrote up pre-race notes and everything. Right. And in that pre-race notes, one of the things that I talk about is arca breaking. Well, I never thought I was going to have to use that again with the level of talent that we have, but I feel like that's something I'm going to have to start talking about again. It's it's at that point. I'm going to give. It's which it hasn't happened to me this season, but it's really disheartening to like hear one of your teammates is like, well, I got stopped for the rack, and then you know, so and so ran through me. It's like. Those are the most frustrating ones because there's there's nothing you can do about it. Those are the those uh, incident points that guys like to reference when you know when they got 140 on the season or whatever, and they want to say they're all things like that, which some of them are obviously, but it's it, it it's just aggravating. 
And yeah, it's, it's, it, it's hard to not, it's hard to, you say like, don't put yourself in position to get incidents, but with stuff like that, there, what can you do? Well, it's just like earlier tonight, I heard um, when I was saying, guys, don't drive off the nose of your truck and you got to drive beyond it. You got to look beyond the nose of your truck and look ahead of you to what's going on in front of you. And Charles Mace made a smarty like comment. He said, uh, we're not magicians. We're, we're racers. We're not magicians. Dude, that you're literally in one of like, so this is one of the premier oval series period. Like we've, it's been built to the level where we expect you to be able to drive and not run people over or get ran over by somebody behind you. You see somebody wrecking, man. It's not hard to key up and say, Hey, they're wrecking. Yeah. And then you slow down. Yeah, it's I mean, not, you don't, it's not nice thunder. You don't have to jam on the brakes, like and lock it up. You know, you start slowing down and and call that caution. I say, hey, there's a guy right They're they're wrecking up here. Tracks blocked. We, you know, I'm slowing down. You know, it's not that hard to do. Like, it's not about being a magician. Just common sense shit, basics, basic level stuff that you should be able to do. That's, they're that's, trying to magically go around the wreck, Jason. They're they're hoping for it. I don't know, dude. I'm and just, then they, they think they're going to get positions out of it as well. Yeah, that's yep. the biggest thing is they think they're going to gain something. The yellow's out. You're not gaining anything. When the when the yellow's out, the field's frozen. Yeah, I'm racing for a long time. I could kind of you know attest to the best strategy to avoiding the wreck. The first thing that you really need to do is check up unless you're in the middle of the wreck. If you're like in the middle of the wreck, you got a car on your inside, car on your outside, hit the gas, get out of there. But if you have cars wrecking in front of you, check up and just, you know, I sometimes look at my mirror to see where other cars are because not all the time, you know, the cars right behind you can see cars spinning in front of you. And actually it's kind of funny that Dustin's in here. Cause I think it was at Kansas and the Xfinity was it you in the Xfinity race. Who's racing for Keith Hackney. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. I yeah. remember where, um, I believe it was, uh, Justin winners that went around off the 31 and he kind of came down the track and all I saw, I was on Dustin just driving behind him the yep. entire time. And next thing you know, I see a car shoot down the apron. I checked up and, you know, just nowhere to go. And I'm like, in those incidents, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, whatever. I get, but, I get that. Like when it, when it happens repetitively with the same people over and over again, and, you know, it's kind of the same way the cautions are occurring. Like when you look, when you looked at the 74 laps of North Wilkesboro and the Xfinity series, half the, not even half, three fourths of the caution were literally caused by the same thing happening over and over again. And as a driver, you have to adjust to that mid race if you want to make it further in these series. And, you know, it could just be checking up a little bit earlier into the corners. And I saw this a ton at North Wilkesboro. When mm -hmm. the person in front of you makes the person in front of them, like the person would make a mistake. And then they would try to defend that position directly off of their mistake. Mm -hmm. And earlier in races, you just have to run your line and don't change your line because the people behind you are going to try to go to a different line. Mm -hmm. And if you sit there and try to block them, all that's going to do is lead to a collision and you're just going to wreck yourselves. And, you know, it's the same thing with the cup series. We, we saw it all the time in the cup series. And, you know, it's, it's really frustrating when it keeps happening over and over and over again. You know, I think no matter what throughout the league, we all need to do better, you know, yep. of it. Like, um, last Wednesday at North Wilkesboro, uh, Alex's boyfriend, Michael Robinson, pulled out the dub. Um, yes. As normally yes. an Xfinity driver, he went ahead and raced up into the Cup Series. Uh, P2 would be Nick Mills. 
Nick's had a really good run this season, man, was uh playing that strategy game. He's been uh been doing really, really well. He had uh twenty four laps led. Uh, and Michael ended up getting around him there at the end. He uh led four laps and then John Schwartz was P three. Brandon Holder was P four. Mikey was P five. Iverson Tony was P six. Barry Morton was P seven. Travis Twitty P eight. Silvers P nine. And Mike Peters was P ten. So the pizza um, man P ten. RS pizza. centers led most of that race, like eighty three laps of that 83. race. Yeah, I mean he he looked like he was gonna go out and grab another win. Um, ended up getting into a little collision with Jason. Bridges there towards the end of the race. Um, ultimately, I had to penalize him for aggressive driving, resulting in a wreck, uh, as well as I gave Keith and Blake both the same penalty. Uh, they both brought out a caution early. Um, so both of those guys got hit with the aggressive driving, resulting in a in a wreck. And uh, I know Keith was like, well, how's, you know, he asked me, he's like, well, what was aggressive about? Well, it's the driving. It's, you know, you're driving over your car's limits so um it, it's not li- like aggressive driving is not limited to just like driving it in and ramming somebody or something like that you know it, it also covers those incidents like what we saw you know um aggressive can mean several different things obviously um and that's kind of ha- that's where i'm what i'm saying is like it, it's not necessarily that he was being aggressive as in he just straight up drove into the dude but he was being aggressive coming off the corner um drove just a little bit over the limit of the car and ended up getting loose hit the 95 luckily the 95 was able to recover and finish p3 um Keith probably could have recovered and probably could have been fine because it didn't look like he had that much damage or anything um hey there hey there's no one that pulls the parachute faster than keith hackney (laughs) true no nobody pulls that cord and I see disconnecting is like son of a bitch once again. Yeah. I mean, um, I just want to say overall though, I think this race was, I'm not going to go a ton better, but I would say it was definitely an improvement from the fairgrounds. Uh, yeah. I think this race, I'm, I'm pretty sure we actually had like two 40 lap runs at one point. I just remember RS oh, center. Uh, so no, this was the one we had. We had 20 laps to start the race until I got loose and tapped the wall. Rain delay. Yeah. Rain yeah. Delay. So yeah. that was the whole, so we ran those first 20 laps clear. Um, I tapped the wall and got a two X and um, I don't, I don't think I said this on the last podcast, but I had an ear infection last week and I'm still at the time I was all the way deaf in my left ear. And right now I'm, it's coming back to me, but I never heard my spotter say anything about me being black flagged. So I ran another couple laps and I was disqualified. I was like, what? I, di- I didn't know what I did. And then I looked up and the incident limit was one. Okay. So. Yeah. That's, I, I want to apologize to everyone. Cause obviously I missed that race and didn't have it ready. Um, I was, I was very, very sick last week. Um, still not hundred percent. Cause I, whatever's going on with my arm, I've got this rash slash infection going on. Um, Meth. Meth. It's, it's awful, man. I'm telling you, but, Meth, just, Eastern Kentucky meth. Oh yeah, yeah. There you yeah. Go. I thought you were <laughs> saying mess. That. I didn't. I, yeah, I thought you were saying mess, but meth. Yeah, meth I, amphetamines. If, if it was meth, I would not sleep like I do. I would be up all the time. So we don't want that. 
But um, really I probably honestly, I probably should just get on some meth. That way, I can stay up all the time and not and not sleep so much. That would probably you, help me out. Hey, you live in the right part of the country for it. Yeah, it would it, it would probably help me out. So really cool uh, they're, all, they're almost flatland compared to us. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, but um, mad props to the race control. I, I was it David Brackett. Brackett. Yep. You know, I know it took a little bit to get everything set up, but uh. I know him and Brian definitely talked. They got the race back up. It was pretty smooth transition. Took a little bit of time, but mad props to them for getting everything fixed and getting us back on the track. So thank them very much. Uh, but, you know, after that, we had a few quick cautions and a long green flag run, a few more quick cautions, another run, and more cautions back to back. But, uh, you know, one guy that was really quick this race was GT Hawkins. He started 22nd, and he was up in front in hurry. Him and RS Center battled really well like the entire race it was them too i was behind them a while so good job for them uh but they ended up getting caught up in incident jonathan atkins was really quick as always uh i think john kinder was up there in the top five the entire race so uh i felt like this race definitely was a lot smoother than nashville even though we still i think had a lot more cautions than we should have 13 uh, yeah yeah for 60 probably about 65 70 laps ish 65 um, exactly yeah but I think overall, um, you know, again, it's more of I think that the cars were definitely really loose. But I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people were dropping the car down into third gear, which just didn't help the car at all. It no. just upset the balance oh, of it. But I, I don't know because racing is really weird with it. But I definitely heard downshifting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's actually what cars are They're- actually doing. But they I definitely were just heard a, doing it. I heard a lot oh, of downshifting, yeah. and I'd see a lot of guys wreck each other doing it, just not being patient. I feel like that's where a majority of the cautions came from, and you know that, and just kind of self spins, and then getting loose, getting into someone else while doing it, yep. and uh, you know, kind of over aggressive driving. I actually got in an incident uh, with Scott Fritz where he was trying to go around a lap car, and I got underneath him, and I got up and tagged him, and you know, brought out a caution as well. So definitely just a lot of over aggressive driving because you know at this point. I'm like, man, who would ever go three wide at North Wilkesboro? And then I look back on it and I'm like, oh, I did that stupidly. And, you know, I mean, it's not mistakes that you realize, but it's mistakes that you learn from. But, uh, you know, overall, I think it was a good showing from the Cup Series. Uh, you know, if we get some green flag laps, so, man, a lot of these guys are really competitive. I feel like, you know, there's 10 guys in here that can win this series this year. I'm glad you you remind. I forgot. I actually had uh, forgot about that. I actually have to give you a penalty for that. I completely forgot about it. I'm glad you just reminded me of that. Thank you. Oh my God, Mikey. That's tough. That's yeah. Tough. You know, it's it's okay. I will I will take the penalty because I deserve it. Um, yeah, I, I completely forgot. Um, I had a, had you on my notebook, um, and I completely forgot to do it the other day. I got busy, or I was doing it, and then I I completely forgot. But yeah. So I have to take away two points of uh, aggro driving. You'll have to serve an EOL this week. Yeah, second uh, week in a row on the podcast. Second week in a row, I've given myself a penalty. By the way, man, so, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. Which it's, I, it's I, okay, I, I mean, I, wanna... I talked to uh, I talked to Scott. We were all good after it, so I was just happy he wasn't mad at me. But uh, yeah, you know, there's definitely you know, those happens, and even I do it all the time. And it's like, man, I need to. You know, learn my own lessons, take my own words, because at that point, it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, Scott maybe didn't go up all the way to him, but he shouldn't have to at a short track. So, right. Overall, things that you got to learn from. I did want to double down on the compliments for race control. Um, One being a a short notice thing, probably didn't know it coming in. And then with the 
added obstacles of not having the session right the first time. And I, I helped them out and like to get the initial session. I think Brian Terry sent me a message about it. And then mm-hmm. when, when it's not right, when you're doing it in the middle of a race to, to restart it and you're trying to do it quickly, mm-hmm. it's one of the most stressful things that there is, especially if you don't do it all the time, because there, there is a lot to it. You got to get the incident count and the setups and the fuel and the weather and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, you've got, you know, 30 guys waiting on you. It is, it's not easy, man. It's not easy at all. And that, that was, um, I, I know bracket voiced his or typed his frustrations that there were people that were not happy with how race control operated it. Like they, they weren't talking quick enough for some people's tastes and stuff. And, and I, I know you've said it a ton of times, Jason, and I I've been race control before I've, I've sat in your seat and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Mikey has too, but like it, if you guys think it's easy, go do it one race. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have, you'll have half the field will hate you. The other half will think you're just doing stuff wrong. And it, Oh, you'll get accused you're, of being biased and everything yeah, else. Like just you're, you're nobody. Shit. There's nobody, nobody's your friend. Everyone's going to blame somebody like, yeah, ever. It's crazy, dude. Like, it's one thing to say it. I can speak from where I did it several times in Cup Series last season. And I I still have guys that don't like me because they think I did. They gave, I gave guys calls last season and, and they race me that way still, Mm -hmm. which sucks for me. But I mean, it's like. So, <laughs> go do it. You go. You go do race control. I really yep. quickly want to point out something too that a lot of people just. I, I don't know why this concept does not go into people's heads. But if you think of a car in front of you, that car is always going to run their line. And if you try to drive underneath them, entering a corner, and you and like they come down and still hit your and like they hit your nose with their corner, like that's still your fault because you're the driver who drove into their line, and it's like. If you drive in from a car length behind, like you're going to wreck them. You know, I mean, I I never change my line when I race. I'm going to run my line. And the only way that you're going to get around me is if you get a better run off the corner or if you run a different line to, you know, go outside of me or something. Other than that, like if you try to dive bomb it, we're wrecking. And I feel like that concept does, I hear a lot of people complain about that. Like, oh, I was, he he came down when I was trying to go underneath him. It's like, if, if you're patient enough, and you're running better, like, you know, saving tires better, being patient, waiting for them to make mistakes, you'll never have that issue. And that's one thing that I learned a lot. Like one person that I raced with a lot for a long time was last year's co-champion, Case Kerwin. I used to race NIS with him every week. And man, he is so fast. But one thing that he never does is that he never forces his car into a mistake like an NIS race. Never. You will never see him throw his car underneath you aggressively. What he does, he'll sit behind you. He'll get a better run off the corner, make a move off the corner to set his position. And I feel like that's what a lot of drivers, you know, Cup Series, Xfinity, Truck Series, you know, take this tip from a person who's raced with some of the best, if not the best racer on iRacing. 
you know, be patient and wait for your tires to come in to make that move or wait until they make a mistake. It will save you so much, you know, incident points. It will gain you so many more positions on track. It's all part of racecraft that you learn as you go through the ranks. And, yep. you know, I learned that early and I'm still not, I've not perfected it one bit. I'm not great at it, but I work on it consistently and I don't race as much as I used to. But when Mm -hmm. I come back into the league, you know, I learn a new thing every single time, you know, like I learn where to lift maybe a little bit differently because the cars change as well as much as, you know, the drivers do over time. So you got to adapt to it. But I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people need to understand is don't force your car into a mistake and it will get you way further than aggressive driving. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I I know Dustin, said this earlier i just want to shout out for running in your 12th to 20th which is where i always run in cup as well i think you and me are pretty evenly matched in cup we find ourselves around each other a bunch so we finished right where we're supposed to 12th and 14th (laughs) i actually look too on the the truck race even tonight i think i've i've gotten like or uh, three or four 15ths in a row Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually <laughs> Mike Peters maybe. and uh, some of the Cornerstone guys, because um, I'm JC in trucks and Cornerstone in the Cup Series. Um, so I have the benefit of having some some really good teammates to learn from. Um, but they've been harping on me in the group chat uh, because, you know, I'm, there's only one person that's outside the points that's not locked in right now on the whole team. And that's me. <laughs> uh, you know, Nick is in the top you know, however many on cup points, he's up there pretty good. Um, so they're, they've been harping on me to try to drive, you know, a little more aggressive, but that's the thing is like, for me, these short tracks don't really set up for my style of racing. It's the mile and a half, yeah. the super speedways that I enjoy. I feel like I can compete with. So even it being the cup series, like I know I'm not one of those top guys. So mm-hmm. I've accepted that and I'm not going to drive over my head to try to go run three places faster when it you know realistically it doesn't you know if i can't drive the track then i just need to kind of take my medicine and uh wait for my opportunity to come at least for now you know yep that is that is the the correct outlook you like like you said you gotta kind of know where you fit in and if you if you stay within your limits more often than not it'll reward you because in cup series, especially we've got a lot of guys that are faster than us that screw up all the time that are trying to do wild shit. And, and we benefit from it. If we just stay on the track, that's all you uh, have to do. 14th place finish. Um, you know, I joked with Nick, um, during the race is I actually ran my strategy almost like a super speedway. Once the cautions kept happening, I just kept pitting letting all the guys that were going to the back for for aggressive driving or wrecking i just kept letting them get in front of me kept taking each other out and eventually you know i mean that was almost a non almost didn't have to race for 14th in a way you yeah. know um, you're just you know, there i definitely went at it at the end and uh the pile up out of turn four kind of helped a little bit i actually didn't realize the race was over because i was dodging Man. so many cars on the last lap um but it was it was definitely exciting there at the end. I I gotta say that that final lap because uh, I I was a part of the pileup. I got someone bounced into me and I was um, someone pointed me back straight. I can't and allowed me to finish the race. Mm-hmm. But uh, that final lap with Jason not being there, I was like, 
in my head, I was like, this is one, maybe the most embarrassing finish that I've ever seen in blue gas history. I mean, there were cars just strewn all over the place. It was, uh, I was just, that in the cup series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never, and, I never and, saw it because everyone wrecked around me, and all I know because I got yeah. wrecked with like fifteen to go and was in like nineteenth, and then all I know is I got, I took tires and I got back up to the front, and I got, I, I think I was eighth going into the final lap, so I ended up fifth. But I remember cars wrecking like around me and all this stuff, and I was like, "There's no way." But I guess I heard that there was a big wreck, but I never saw it. Yeah, it was because I was probably a, maybe two spots behind you, and. Yeah. Someone slid up into the wall and bounced off of it, and it just turned into this this big fucking thing. There, so, there was our one F word. So that's that's one of the things um, that's in the rule book that you're not supposed to wreck your car after the checkers. You're supposed to, you know, finish the race clean. Like so, honestly, I, I mean, it's just I don't know why we had it tonight too. We had a big wreck tonight also. Mm-hmm. I will say they were racing. Um, they, they, was, were actually, they were racing, racing for two, position. But two, team, two teammates of mine. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And even Bobby Hall, I was following Bobby through the line. And the next thing I know, he lets up and he was gone. Like he went over my vehicle. Yeah. I, I didn't even know what was going on. Had no idea they were sitting there. So that's something I, I mean, we've got to, it's just got to get reeled in all the way around. Like the, this just unacceptable, you know, there, that should have never happened. There should have never been wreck last week or this or tonight, either one. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and go over tonight's race a little bit. Um, trucks at IRP. Uh, Peyton, Peyton Hubbard pulled out the win. Um, Jonah looked like he was going to be the guy to beat. He led 88 laps. He was P2. Silvers pulled a P3. Kaiser was P4. Healy was P5. Barry Morton was P6. Alan Duranco, P7. Wigan was 8. Ed Osborne, P9. Sean Kostritz, P10. So, although the first half of the race was really, really good, we had uh, eight cautions overall for 40 laps, which is better than we've had all season it's a it's the best short track race we've had all season um by far eight cautions is is better than the rest so i will say it seemed like everyone kind of understood my message of hey you're going to get penalized you know you're penalized for this if you continue to drive like this it seems like that message may have slightly been received because mostly all we had was self-spins tonight i will say that there wasn't really any um uh, with with the exception of Peacock's incident where he drove it off the uh come off sideways off the of Ford and got into Kaiser, he didn't really have any anything that I would consider aggressive driving resulting in a wreck or anything like that. So I will I will commend everyone tonight for that. So just it's, if we uh, work on the self spins a little bit, that would be great. It's a I don't want to say it's a super tough track, but it requires a lot of patience. And mm-hmm. I think once we got through the stage and then people decided, you know, it's kind of time to start moving forward and they want to get back on the throttle a little bit earlier than they had been. They'd been cruising. And mm-hmm. it's for me, for me, a lot of times it's hard for myself to, it, I go into fuel and tire saving strategy. And then when it's time to go, it sometimes it's hard to get back to finding where that limit is. And I think a lot of guys, they just, they went 
too far past it after the stage they're like well yeah. now it's time to go and they're, they're getting in the throttle super early and on the bottom of the track where you just absolutely cannot do that at irp nope. it just it, it just never works it i don't care how good you are that's what the track will give you um sometimes it's gonna race the racetrack yep and if the racetrack is gonna give you p9 or p13 it's better to take that than to bend your shit and end Break your night. Out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I, I have to say it was definitely a really fun race to watch from the booth. Um, you know, IRP is definitely more of a flat track, but you got to use the momentum on the outside. And that was the main line. And I think that's really why we had less cautions today is because it's, it's mainly a one-groove racetrack, and everyone is racing around the same groove. So the only way that you'll see a lot of cautions is people driving in too hard and getting into someone, at least contact cautions, that is. And yep. I can only think of that happening one or two times. One was at Jonah Colbert and Travis Twitty, where they both just kind of tried to enter the same line and got into each other. I think there was one on the back stretch. But, uh, you know, other than that, like, a lot of the a lot of them was just getting down on that groove, the second seam off the bottom. And right there, the track actually kind of cur- – like, it's banked the opposite way down there because it's supposed to be like the apron-ish of the track i don't really know how it's set up but whenever you get your left size on that it just spins the car out usually and that's what we yep. saw tonight so i mean those are really the main two like ways that people you know reckon but other than that like peyton hubbard and jonah colbert man they were fast tonight and the varying strategies between them two i think made it an awesome race jonah colbert took two tires on a second to last pit stop which gave him that track position to get out front he got out in first but the only problem is that when he went to go make his last pit stop he wanted to take two and he accidentally took four and that ultimately cost him the race. Cause he said the cars were much better on two tires. I don't know if mm-hmm. y'all took two tires at all tonight. I tried it. I was going to, and I ended up not cause I didn't think it was going to improve my mm-hmm. position a lot as far as pit times. Fair. Um, but yeah, it, I, it was definitely something that we talked about. And, uh, which I'll be remiss because his teammate asked me to call him out on the podcast, but Sean Kaiser, 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 (laughs) he, he, Kaiser, he, he didn't do it on purpose, but he did get into me at the end. Cause I was just at that point, I was just racing for clean driver. I wanted my 10 bucks and I was going to let him go and he got into me. And his teammate said, I better call him out on the podcast. So, Sean, if you're listening, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you slide on this one. But the next time we're close, just remember, it's right here in my back pocket. He just was remember, just as remember soon as it. he made contact with you in the in the Discord, <laughs> man. He was, oh my god, I can't believe I just did that. I'm so sorry. And then of course Barrett, he, oh, if I was him, I would be, I would be so mad. <laughs> and Sean immediately just like he's still racing at this time. He's like, yeah. I, I, just, I got to message him as soon as it's over with. Then as soon as the race was over with, he was like, I got to get in that group chat. I got to tell him I'm sorry. I'm like, just just message the guy. Tell him tell him what happened. Yeah. It, I, it's just racing and we talk like, I know what it's like to be on the inside there. It's tough and you can't get a good drive off and we're racing for position, position at the end of the race, but mm-hmm. my back pocket is full, Sean. I'll, 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 say, I'll see you next week. The uh, clean driver was Sean Kostritza and uh, Brian Terry actually won hard charger tonight. So hey. good job, Brian. Yeah, Sean, I was clean driver, man. I was <laughs> ten, 10 bucks. 
Hey, I want to call out. Or go ahead. Uh, really quickly, uh, I just want to say though, Sean has been super fast over the past few weeks, and I've been watching him from the booth. And you know, from at the beginning of the season, you know, he's definitely been up there. You know, I see him in the top five much more. So even though one little incident tonight, you know, kind of at the end, still top five for him and for both yeah. of y'all. Hey, Sean, you're doing an amazing job, man. Keep he it is. up because you've looked bad fast past few weeks. I mean, there's a couple of guys. Barrett Morton's been super fast. Alan DeRocco, been seeing that four truck up in the front a lot lately. Wes Wiggins still. So again, kind of going back to, you know, what we talk about it all the time, how stacked this truck series, you know, roster is. And, you know, everyone up there, you know, keep doing your thing. Cause it's been super entertaining from the booth. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen yeah. uh, the, the two guys you mentioned outside of Alan, cause I, I noticed this out of Alan last season before I was on their team, like the, the first half of the season, like when I would get to Allen, it was like e- easy position. And then the second half, it he learned and he got better. He got faster. It wasn't like that. And for Barrett and Sean, they, like early in the season, those were when I got to them, easy position. Mm-hmm. Now, those those guys are on pace. They are tough passes, tough positions. They they are they are getting their footing in the series, and yeah. that's 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 what we'd like to see. And I want to say one thing too: if Barrett, because Barrett got in the wall pretty early in the race, not once but a few times, and I saw him in the pitch trying to get it fixed. Barrett, I think, was a you know, and this is from the booth perspective. I think he was a top three truck tonight on speed wise. Cause he was really quick. He was the one other guy running up there with Peyton and Jonah who could actually, you know, keep their pace other than when James Silvers drove through the field and got up there in the third. Mm-hmm. Barrett has been so fast. I know he got a pole a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, again, just kind of catching the wall there, messing up his race. But, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are still, you know, making their way. They're getting so much better as we get to this mid season, you know, three weeks from the playoffs. And, you know, a lot of these guys who have learned throughout the season, you know, once Daytona passes, you got to use all those skills that you've learned throughout yep. the entire year. And, you know, you've been racing with the same guys for almost 10 weeks now. And it's like, you, you know, how everyone oh, races. 11 weeks, it's a, yeah. we're over 10 weeks. Yeah, we're in yeah. week 11, yeah, so 12. Like, you know, there's so many varying strategies. Everyone drives different. So I'm really excited. I don't know about y'all. I'm so excited for the truck series playoffs. I will definitely I be in the booth for those races. I am glad I am locked in. Uh, coming to these yeah. next couple races that's all i know yep. uh, i could talk about these jc motorsports guys all all week um lucas we we're missing lucas tonight he used his provisional um i usually sub myself out on team points for short tracks just because you know i'm always um outside the top 10 so lucas <laughs> is strong on him he he actually jumped in our discord to let us let me know how bad i was sucking tonight <laughs> um so tried to do a little better but i want to hey, shout out Bobby Hall Jr. tonight, man. Uh, me and Bobby went at it. He had a little bit of damage, but he was not letting me around whatsoever. Um, our battle for 14th and 15th was right there for about the last 10 laps. That was fun. Um, and it was, it was good clean racing. So it was nice to be able to race hard. If he had damage, I'm sure he probably would have pulled away from me a little bit, but, uh, it was, it was definitely fun. Bobby will race the shit out of you. I promise you that I've been, he's a teammate now and he still races the shit out of me now. But when I wasn't a teammate, he really raced the shit out of me. Yeah. I don't know if his damage was holding him up on corner exit, but for some reason he'd, he'd get me through entry and through the middle, but then out of exit, I was right there every time. But then if I tried to go low, I'd set it up to go low on the backstretch. He'd 
pinch me down in the corner, couldn't get the runoff, tried to keep it up high. He was always there. Um, so I definitely didn't really even have a chance to try to get around him. Um, so it was definitely fun. And and what you said there, that's part of, for some guys, if they're not winning the race, it's not fun. But if you if you have a good battle like that, whether it's for – 14th or 21st or 8th or whatever like that's what makes this shit real fun is having mm-hmm. those good runs with the guy where you're just battling a guy for you know 20 laps in a row and it's it's good clean hard race and that that's as fun as it gets regardless of what position it's for so props to both of you guys for that because that that's what it's all about all right yeah. guys all um so we're gonna go ahead and Take a short break, and then we'll segue over into our next topic, all right? All right, guys, we're back. We've covered all of the action that we've had over the past couple weeks. Now we're going to get into some non-league racing things. Still league-related, so don't just tune out. But we got something really important with with our broadcast crew that, you know, part of the family. So I'm throwing it over to Jason, let him talk about it a little bit. So uh, if everyone's not aware, Steve McMillian, he's one of our uh, producers for the broadcast, really, you know, been there with us for uh, a year now, Um, came in, had little knowledge of Oval, and I just, I liked what he did on Dirt. I liked the way he he did everything there. So I brought him over here to Oval. Um, He's actually uh, adapted really, really well, and, and I feel like he's gotten so much better since he started an oval well his father passed away uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on a monday i think it was it was right before our race started or whatever his father passed away which he was in bad shape we knew he was wasn't doing well um but so the guys uh at wotel which is what steve runs wotel's the biggest dirt league there is on our racing the freaking when you hear wotel it's synonymous with i racing dirt so um they're wanting to start some asphalt stuff up and uh, before they actually get that going, they're wanting to have a benefit race for Steve, um, you know, to kind of help with the cost of having to bury his father and stuff like that. So stay tuned for more details um, from those guys about when that'll occur, but they, they're probably going to do a Daytona race like trucks, something like that. Uh, I know they have a, a race schedule, I think, for this Friday night or something like that. It's kind of like they're trying to get their dip their toes into the asphalt side of everything. Um, they approached me last night, wanted to talk to me about it and potentially collaborate on some on some stuff. So we're going to try to support those guys uh, and, and help them out. We'll, we'll try to throw something together for Steve in the next few weeks. Um, so just keep your eyes peeled on that. And uh, we have uh, the Fantasy League. I think, Alex, you want to kick off and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, which uh, before we do Fantasy League, speaking of benefit races, um, I put on one last week for a a, a very good friend of mine that nobody in the league knows at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, her name is uh, Casey Hoofer. Um, I've known her since I was, I don't know, 11 years old. Um, basically one day she woke up and her legs did not work anymore. She had no feeling, no motion, no function, no anything. Um, she ended up having a 
discectomy and a laminectomy, which I couldn't even tell you what those are off of the top of my head, but I know that means them going into your back and removing shit and moving shit around, which sounds terrible. Um, she is on the road to recovery now, which is great. She's walking, all that good stuff. Um, but there are medical bills associated with that stuff that insurance does not cover. Um, I figured I'd put on a little a fun benefit race. So we ran the uh, the Pro 2 Light trucks around Sakuba for 50 laps. Uh, one of my favorite vehicles in iRacing, one of my favorite tracks ever. Since, I've, since I, I mean, I've been running around Sakuba since like, Gran Turismo to when I was in sixth grade or something. Mm -hmm. um, we had 20, 25 people show up, something like that, which Good was, time. which was awesome. We had a fun Jason, me and Jason, I laughed so much that I had a fucking headache at yes. the end of it. I mean, we were just sitting it, just having a good time drifting around there. Um, James Silvers, who I learned before the race is like, the maestro of pro two light trucks and I number one in the world, I think right now. Yeah. Or, or close to it. He, he won. Um, I think Keith Hackney was third. Who, who finished second? Was it Schwartz? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Schwartz. I think I it think. was Schwartz. Yep. But, uh, we all got together, had fun. We just, it's really not important who won, which kudos to the, to those guys for running up front, but it was just, a. Just a fun time all around. Dustin got to show up I, for, I for most Jason of it. And then got passed <laughs> by him in the next corner. Yep. I don't know he how flipped me over and I passed him back. <laughs> don't know I how mean, that literally works, I was I like know. flipping and yeah. Anyways, uh, James, I did everything in my power to screw with that guy. I mean, it was Bobby ended up wrecking out and got his truck, left his truck parked on the back stretch. So I was like, you know what? I, Cody wrecked me. And I was trying to pay Cody back for wrecking me. And I ended up hitting the guardrail, broke something. So my wheel was cocked, you know, this way. So I was like, you know what? If Bobby's not going to move his truck, I'll just become a rolling chicane. Literally. He's going back and forth on the backstretch. You're just the definition of a rolling chicane, it, which made it fun. And which unfortunately, because of what we just talked about with Steve, we didn't have a, one of our normal broadcasters. So I, I got a OSR guy, um, Joe, Joe, Joe White, and my God, for what he had to deal with, he did a fantastic Phenomenal. job. Yep. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it was an absolute shit show. I mean, not indicative of the racing we put on at all, but my God, did we have a good time? It was so much fun. I corner, laughed. I cried. I Oh yeah, it was crazy. Everybody started cutting the corners and driving. Just, which you know, Alex said beforehand, he's like, "There's no rules, so it was yeah, just a free for all." I, I didn't. So saying that, I was just like, "Oh yeah, like guys are gonna hit each other." I didn't think about guys just cutting every single turn because we're an off-road truck, so why wouldn't you? I didn't think about it, but it it made it a wild show, and and I'm so thankful for everybody in the league that showed up, whether whether you gave a dollar or fifty or whatever, I don't care. It was I I can't thank you guys enough. It, it's super cool just to one get to hang out with my my online buddies on a on a Friday night and put on a show for a good cause. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, I I don't have the exact number in front of me. I I wrote it down at work, but it's we raised roughly twelve hundred and fifty dollars, which 
I mean, just unreal. I mean, there there were guys that gave money that weren't able to race and everything. I, it's just I I can't thank you guys enough. It's I've been here for I guess this is my third season now. I'm I'm not an OG guy. I'm not. I didn't start this. I I try to help out when I can, but this this community from the old guys to guys that have joined this season, it's just there's still good people out there and and I yep. think we got a lot I think we got a lot of them here except yep. for Keith Hackney you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> I if I don't say his name he's going to be mad if we don't say it on the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about but, him a little bit earlier about him. Yeah. We got again. You you can't just talk about him once. You, if you don't say his name a few times he's going to get all grumpy and shit. True. But past that so on to the other camaraderie thing that we've started. We've we've got the fantasy league going, which I don't know about you guys. Um, I was looking at my shit throughout the entire race. I, I was bouncing between last. I was running up first for a while. I had Brad Kozlowski and and Bubba Wallace and and a couple other guys that were running up, running up front, and every one of my guys ended up getting destroyed. Yeah. Um. I know Jason's in there. Dustin's in there. Mikey, you're not in there, so you suck. Yeah. But whatever. I, I had the winner. I had uh old Recky Stenhouse. Um. But outside one, of one that, of the few, a whole lot of yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. Hey, all, uh, all, I gotta, all I gotta say is I have the proof. I put it in the Bluegrass Discord. I picked Ricky to win, and I said he was gonna win before the race. <laughs> no one come for me. He's he's not gonna be Ricky Stenhouse. He's gonna be Ricky Winhouse, and that's exactly what happened. Too bad uh, you just weren't in the fantasy league to, and picked yeah. him there. Yeah, Damn no, shame. I, I won my fifty bucks, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> But uh, as it stands right now, so we've got 14 people in the league. If you want to join still, missing one race does not put you out of contention by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Dirty old man, which I, I th- maybe it's Brian Terry or I'm, I'm not sure. He didn't get any picks in for this race. It doesn't put him out of contention. Um, but in first place is a, a guy I work with, Colin Kinzer. Um, second place, Brandon Holder. Uh, third place, David Farmer. Uh, fourth is Brandon Robertson. Fifth, the Piss Missile, the Piss Isle. Sixth, the HMFIC. Uh, seventh is uh, Cody Anderson. Eighth is my brother in law. Ninth is my best friend, Scott Fritz. He loves me so much. Um, 10th is Ron Morris. Um, 11th, Tony Iverson. 12th, me. I wasn't, I was there for a minute. Yeah. Well, we, we all were at different times, depending it was crazy, on, man. Yeah. It, it was a lot it was, of fun. I will say that it's, it adds an extra something to it. It's, it, it's yeah, fun. Just a, another dimension. If your if your driver gets wrecked out or whatever, you still got the fantasy stuff to look forward to. And at, this point so we've got 14 so 140 bucks winner take all at the end of the season so if you're still listening to this long podcast and you got 10 bucks to add to your nascar experience i highly recommend it as long as i can beat jason that'll be a win for me <laughs> so <laughs> on it now. one more thing i want to cover real quick uh we were kind of talking about the other night we uh we used to do this every Friday and Saturday. We'd get on and we'd have like drunk races or just fun races or whatever. 
Uh, um, we had a blast. So uh, we had fun. That, that's actually something that we're going to start doing again. Um, eventually, my plan is to start doing money races on Friday and Saturdays again. Um, probably these super speedway races. These will be goofy races. We're going to start out with with doing some fun, just BS, you know, whatever races, and trying to get the, everybody back in on Fridays and Saturdays. And then once we get everybody back in on Friday and Saturdays. And we get that crowd formed again, and 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 get enough people showing up. We'll uh, we'll start doing some money races, um, which you know I've I've been wanting to do for a, a minute. I just been putting it off, putting it off because I wasn't sure that we had the the interest in it. But um, I think it's I think it's time we start doing it again. I think it'll be a good good time. Dude, running running around Watkins Glen with you and Brandon and Matt in the Lotus Forty Nine. Old so much freaking car. fun, dude! That—that's some of the most fun I've had on iRacing. That thing is a right to drive. I know it—it it costs money or whatever, but if you got ten bucks, buy the Lotus Forty Nine. That thing is an absolute rocket. It's awesome. And <laughs> and what's what we'll do is we'll, we'll do shit like that. We'll put the you know take the Lotus and we'll run it around Watkins. We'll, we'll just do fun stuff like that's the whole. It's going. It's just another way to bring that camaraderie in and. um you know, we may end up doing some practice races for the actual races that are coming up that try to help everybody. So just keep an eye out for that um, on Fridays and Saturdays from here on out. It, it's a good time, man. It's I know that we all race hard and very serious Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. These are the kind of things that build the community. You'll find new friends. Like I didn't know Dustin or Mikey from anybody i knew i started getting to know mikey last season through spotting for dave and matt and cup and and me and dustin kind of hit it off because i caught him the piss missile one time and that's all it takes takes. it's 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 stuff like that you get in there and talk to these guys and you'll we all obviously have some similar interests and Mm -hmm. that's that's how it works you get in there and you start cutting up and it, it's as much fun as you can have. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I guess Absolutely. that's uh, time for us to talk about <laughs> what everybody doesn't want to hear NASCAR. So Ooh. let's go ahead and switch gears and talk about the race yesterday, the 500. We've, we talked about it a little bit already, but uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Ricky Stenhouse was the winner. Um, freaking, I don't know how you got that shit right, Mikey, but I never would have dreamed that he was going to win like yesterday. You know, Oh, he's I, super speedway guy. That's yeah, the only I, thing he's good I don't at. I know, but I mean, he's, he usually still sucks. So, so the <laughs> last few Daytona 500s, I've and I'm I'm a pretty I went. I'm not a Ricky Stenhouse fan, but I mm-hmm. like Ricky Stenhouse. I Ricky Stenhouse has always been kind of like one of my like you know how you have your favorite driver. My drivers was always Dale Earnhardt Jr. Then I started going for Alex Bowman once he came in. Mm-hmm. Ricky has been all, one of those guys that I always cheer for. Like he's there, I always cheer for him. In the last few mm-hmm. 500s, in the, like the last few plate races, I've seen him up there. He's been able to work his way up to the front when it matters. And lately, he's always been there. You know, other than you know, almost flipping at Daytona when it started raining last year. Mm-hmm. And so I just had a gut instinct. I told everyone, I said, Ricky Stenhouse is going to win this race. Come back to this message later. Uh, my family, we do kind of like a, a gambling thing where we all put in money. Winner gets fifty bucks, and I put in 50, I put in ten bucks for Ricky Stenhouse, and it worked. So uh, awesome! 
you know, overall, all I've got to say is that the Daytona race, I thought was a solid race. You didn't mm-hmm. see single file the entire race. I felt like 80% of the race was, uh, you know, side by side, at least, you know, too wide. And then the 80% of that 80% was commercials, which really <laughs> sucked. The yeah, fucking commercials. Holy was, shit. Yeah, there were there were a lot of commercials on Fox, and I feel like they need to do a little bit better with that because I did not have fun. And then they said, all right, we're going commercial free with like 60 laps to go. And then every time they wrecked, we went straight back to another commercial, commercial. Yeah. or something. And I was just, it was really kind of confusing and messy on that part. But the racing product itself, I thought was fairly good. I mean, we had most of the cars till the end of the race. Until they started wrecking it, you know, with the last few laps, we didn't have our first big wrecks until, you know, later on down the race. But other than that, I felt like the cars are pretty racy, uh, you know, too wide for most of the race. Can't really complain too much because, God forbid, I, I have to see Stuart Haas go one, two, three, and four, pulling five seconds away from the field or oh, they were gonna, go single file up gonna, on the top. They were going to do it. <laughs> the, the only thing that aggravated me, and it's it's no one's fault really, but Daniel Suarez's caution cost us an RCR versus RFK battle to end end the race. And I I think that would have been really cool. But Kyle Busch in a backup car was killing it. He was fast. Yeah. But him and Austin Dillon worked well together, I think. I think for their first race together, they worked pretty well. Even though that restart was kind of jumbled up, they did exactly what they wanted to do. It just, it, I don't really know. I've never been a big fan of dropping in front of someone like that because the second you get to that car, it just checks up that line. That's exactly what happened. But um, I mean, other than that, you know, I thought it was interesting. New cars, new faces and new places. It was fun. He fits Uh, in really well with RCR. I think he, uh, he's going to do really well at that place. Um, I think he's really embraced that team aspect there. I I think him getting kind of booted from, Gibbs, I think it's he's really on board with what whatever team aspect they got going on. I think he's gonna really buy into it. I'm so I'm excited to see him at the road courses because of how fast that eight car was at every single road course last year. So here's something that they were talking about. They said that he's the best driver of his era. I don't yeah. necessarily agree with that because Jimmy Johnson was there. For most of his career. So how can you say that yeah. he's the best driver of his era when Jimmy Johnson seven time was there during that time? Like it doesn't make sense to me. I, I heard him say it on the broadcast yesterday. I was just like that. That doesn't. Yeah, we were talking about it during the race. Yeah, Dustin pointed it out. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think mainly a lot of people look at it as like during kind of like the 2000, like the entire 2010, 2020, Kyle Busch had the most wins during that time span. Now, mm. this is from a Dale Jr. fan. I hate Kyle Bushworth. I hate him. His, <laughs> and don't, I will always say this. His first championship was the worst, most phony championship yeah. ever. He didn't even race half the season. Not his fault, but he didn't even race half the season, and he still won. But, like, win-wise, you know, he has the most wins during that time span. Jimmy Johnson, you know, he retired 2000 – or, no, he actually went through all the way. But, you know, he got his last championship in 2016. So, you know, I guess they're saying it wasn't, you know, consistent all the way throughout. Either I mean, way, the dude won freaking everything during the 2000 to 2010 era. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think people associate Jimmy Johnson before Kyle Busch, and that's yep. 
what could be. Agreed. It, like I'm not saying I do because I personally yeah, feel that that's, way. That's kind of like how they can associate. I don't. That don't make sense to me. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the dude's a hell of a driver. I mean, he's, my personal opinion, I think you know, and this could draw whatever, but I think Jimmy Johnson is the best you know NASCAR driver of all time. You know, I don't know I think, about that, but he's damn for me, good. For me, he is, you know. I grew up watching Jimmy Johnson. I love Dale Jr., but Jimmy you Johnson. You didn't see Earnhardt drive or or exactly. Tim Richmond. You didn't see those guys drive. Exactly. Don't then, talk. Don't talk about yeah. Tim Richmond. <laughs> Tim one, Richmond was has, one of the one of the best race car drivers ever. Well, you know what? He has one championship, and then yeah. he died of AIDS. Yeah, so. Exactly. If he had, if that hadn't <laughs> happened, he would have. I mean, it's it's untellable well, what the guy would have done. It, it, it he, did happen. Though, go didn't back, it? go back and watch it though. Tim Richmond could do shit with a race car like before. Okay, so the only person I've seen that can do anything with a race car since Tim Richmond is Kyle Larson. Um. If, if you're going to talk about Tim Richmond, yeah, you better talk uh, about Alan Kowicki. Yeah, he was awesome too, but he died. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying oh, Tim Richmond was, Tim Richmond was, Tim Richmond was for one guy. No, I'm, I, I'm saying he died too. Like, yes, he was a hell of a race car driver. Kowicki, I love Kowicki. I loved Alan. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. I'm not taking anything away from Kowicki. I'm just saying Tim Richmond, in my opinion, well, he probably, and it's hard to even say this, but he might have been better than Dale Earnhardt. So that's tough what, to say, but he was that I'll, good. What I'll say about Jimmy Johnson is he's a hundred percent better than Richard Petty. Richard Petty is probably not in my top five ever because well, he raced a bunch of plumbers that were driving their wives' cars in the sand every other uh, week or whatever. So I don't really want to hear about him too much. Um so it's Dale and Jimmy. Um, for me, I, mean, I was I was never a fan, but it's probably Jeff Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't and really a Gordon, Gordon fan, but he's he's a hell of a driver. And yeah. here's one thing that I gotta say, kind of about this, you know, conversation is like it's it's really hard to compare drivers from different eras. You know, you got the '60s yes. and '70s. Richard Petty won his last race in 1984, and then you know the next seven-time champ was. Dale Sr., you know, he had that 80s, 90s, and then, you know, yep. coming Dominated. in there was Jeff Gordon in the middle of it, and then Jimmy yep. Johnson. You have them in their respective eras. Yeah. And, yep. you know, it's like I, Fireball he, Roberts, dude. Yeah, he was a freaking yeah, beast. Exactly. And, and, you know, he died in Charlotte because of a, you know, not wearing a, a, a fire retardant suit. So, yeah, like, burned up. It's <laughs> like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. did you just say he didn't wear a fire retardant suit? Fire retardant. <laughs> retardant. No, he, he said did say retarded. Tard. Yeah, he said retarded. No, he said yeah. fire tard. He said fire tard. Well, I'll go back and listen to this shit. Official then. replay. Okay, we'll, we'll have to go back and listen to it. But yeah, I, I definitely. Sorry if I stutter. I stutter. Uh, I stutter a lot. So sorry if it doesn't come out. But yes, I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a fire tard myself. Oh, <laughs> um, I can agree with. But, but overall, like I mean, I think we've got away from the Daytona 500 a little bit. But, a little bit. Uh, a little bit. But all I've got to say is that every, you know, each driver was great in their respective era, and you really can't compare. You know, it's the same thing, and same thing with, like, you know, all the LeBron oh, and Michael Jordan. Don't even it's like, start on that. Yeah, I'm not. But, like, I'm just saying, like, people from their generations are going to think their driver is they watch better. And that, that's just how it is. Because yeah, you exactly. get so far, once you is. get so far removed from that person's, like, time and their era, 
like like Junior was talking about the other day. He's so worried that people are going to forget about his dad once we get so far removed. Never happen. Everyone will always remember him. Yep. Not I, well, ha- I hated him. I hated him. We Bernard, will, but, but eventually, eventually, yeah. once, once our generation has passed and the next generation, you know, they will eventually start forgetting about yeah. him. Like, just like Petty, cool. you know, he used to be, he was everybody's guy back in the day. Okay. But to us, I mean, we don't look, we don't view him as one of the best because he, you know, we weren't there. That's the, that's the thing. We weren't there. So, it's hard. Yeah, to, it's hard he, to really he's say. Racing a bunch of plumbers and yeah, shit. But the the one thing that I would say, uh, compared to everyone else, is people. I have friends who don't know anything about NASCAR, but the one name that always comes up is Dale Earnhardt. He is always he's the yeah. one name that everyone always goes to. So and I think NASCAR that kind of shows you really NASCAR fans. That's the first person they go to. Yeah, yep. and you know. I, Again, you know, that conversation I don't even think is really disputable because there's nah. so many different point of views. Everything, you know, fits into that you know, general era. But uh, I've got one for you guys. Let's go. Who has the longest active winless streak now that oh. our, our guy Ricky Stenhouse was over 100 races ahead of second? Martin Truex? No. 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 I don't no. know. Um. Not Almondinger. Um, shit. Justin Haley? Nope. No, because no, he, he won a couple super speedway races, I think. Um, so, second on the list, who mm-hmm. doesn't count anymore because he's not an active cup driver, was Cole Custer with 90 races. Okay. And it now falls back to Michael McDowell two oh. years ago at the Daytona 500. Damn. Wait, how is it not... How is it not Justin Haley, though? Because he won in 2019 yeah. or 2018 at Daytona with Spire Motorsports. Uh, let's see. It goes by races in between. So, okay, um, that's he, fair. Justin's not, okay. he wasn't yeah. full time. But yep. I have a better stat. I have a better stat. This one's going to blow your guys' mind. Is, is it about Riley Herbst? No. Okay, this, I might have this, a better stat. This is about, I'm going to call this guy my second favorite NASCAR driver, and no one knows who he is. So, in the next-gen cup era, Gen 7 cars, at Daytona, best average finish. I'm going to give you guys the top five, and then I'm I'll, who if you guess... Who is sixth? I'll I'll PayPal you fifty bucks. So number one is Austin Cendrick. Number two is Ryan Blaney. Number three is Bubba Wallace. Number four is Joey Logano. Number five is Kyle Bush. What is this Who, now? What's the stat? This is best average finish at Daytona in the next gen cars. Travis Pastrana. He hasn't <laughs> even run three races, but <laughs> technically that would be correct if he had ran three races. Uh, you never, you never there, was a, there was an asterisk. Just there. average finish at Daytona. So Since the next-gen car. Yeah. Uh, it's, Cody it's Ware? Gonna, fuck, I owe you $50. Oh. <laughs> Cody Ware is sixth. The average finish of 12.3. He's tied with Martin Truex. 
Man, you know what? Rick Ware Racing is breaking some ground because I have another crazy Rick Ware stat. This doesn't even like seem like it's right, but it is. Riley Herbst is this only the second driver in the Daytona 500 ever to record a top 10 while making their Cup Series debut. Wow. The only other driver is Terry Ryan, who did it in 1976. Who? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he's the... He's only the second driver ever to Damn. finish top 10 in their debut at the Daytona 500. I thought that was crazy because like, if you think of how many people have debuted in the Daytona 500, that just doesn't even make sense. All right, Jason. Double or nothing. If you can name one of the bottom two in the next-gen era at Daytona. Bottom two. Bottom two worst finishes? No, so the the two worst finishers in the next gen era at Daytona. Average finishes? Yes. So it's been three races so far. At Daytona only? Yes. This will this will also blow your mind in a similar manner. Mm. I had dude. Turned in from a podcast of Jeopardy. <laughs> it's just these. That's just their. Just it's just so wild that it's these people. I don't. I mean, just throw a dart. Dude, I don't even know. I'll I'll give them to you if if you don't want to guess. I'll slow you the 50 bucks. Can I guess one? You can guess one. I'm going to go Chase Elliott? No. Oh, let's say he's wrecked a lot. <laughs> so is everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. I, I, I really can't. I mean, I, I have no idea. Is it a Hendrick car? Is it? Uh... I'm not. I'm not giving hints. I'm not cutting the field down for you. <laughs> Is it people that I would know? Absolutely. One like big names? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. You, I really don't know. The Is bottom the bottom two average finishers at Daytona. Casgra. William Byron. Kyle Larson. Wow. What? That doesn't yeah, even I'll sound right, Casey. dude. It is. There you go, Dustin Hendrick. (laughs) It's also Byron by a lot. His average Daytona finish is 35.3. Larson is 29. So what I'm telling you is that Cody Ware is a better super super speedway (laughs) racer than half of Hendrick Motorsports. Actually, all of Hendrick Motorsports. When did the next gen come out? Last year. And, and that they've is had, right because had three races at Daytona. William Byron finished last in last year's Daytona 500 from the Harrison Burton flip because he hit head first. And then I don't remember. I remember him wrecking in the spring race. I just or the summer race. I just don't remember what it was. But I do remember him wrecking. And then this year, obviously, he wrecked yeah, Austin Dillon. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, uh, like the the bottom of this list as far as like NASCAR talent. What we'll list say, are you looking at? It's just average finish at Daytona in the Gen 7 era. Someone did an infographic the other day, and it's from the bottom. It's Byron Larson, Harrison Burton, Gilliland, Justin Haley, which is crazy, 
Eric Jones, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, Chris, Christopher Bell. That's from the bottom. I would have figured like JJ Yaley, Yaley. Uh, He's not even on. Yeah, I guess he hasn't started three. Those, those guys end up finishing like twentieth every single time because all yep. these big guys wreck up and they can't catch exactly. up. Exactly. Yep. That's why Cody Ware is sixth because he's always in the back of the pack. He's not right. getting wrecked. He had a chance to win at Daytona he last did. year. He was running he third. Did. Uh, so I've, I've got one to before we go on to the next thing. Uh, so it's it's a question that rides close to myself. Uh, right. Jason, the the league deserves to know um, since it had to be taken out of the chat the other day. What is your favorite hot dog topping? I don't know mustard, <laughs> mustard, chili, something like that. Uh, I ran a hot dog chili. car for you for the cup race on Wednesday. <laughs> I saw that. I watched the replay. All right. Um, that should take us into what? Picks? I guess, I guess, I guess we got to pick. We got to make our picks, picks for the longest podcast ever because there's four it's of been us, a long which is one. fine. There's right. four of us, a fire alarm, you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who wants to go first on Truck Series pick? Or, well, shit, Truck's already ran. I got Peyton Hubbard. Um, I guess we can do next week at Watkins Glen for the trucks. We'll just pick next week. All right. Since we missed this IRP picks. I think think Mikey has to go first for trucks. Yeah, let's go go with that. Um, Well, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Peyton Hubbard. Peyton Hubbard. I feel pretty good about him at the Glen. Bastard, that's what I was going to pick. Oh, he's mine now. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Uh, you, you go ahead, Jason, then Dustin, then me, then we'll flip it. All right, I'm going to pick Jonah then. Um, I think I'm going to call out the ass blaster himself. Fucking, uh, I he's, fucking he's knew always it. up there. I, you were going to call yourself. So I figured I'd do it first. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. All right. Who you got? Oh, man. Who do I got? I got to find a road racer in the truck series. And I feel like we've kind of taken them all. But there is a. I, wouldn't oh, I just call- thought of a wild horse that could potentially take it all. Oh, someone that's going to race down? Is that no, what you're going to do? No, no. He's in the truck series. He's a road guy. He did really mm-hmm. well at the last road race, but got wrecked out. Yep. Due to and somebody his else. His name is Cody Anderson. Oh, I was thinking somebody else, but. Who are you thinking of? Fernando. Oh, yes. Because I said the I gave you the cheat last time about picking road racers, didn't I? You remember it? so if you guys run officials i can't believe i have to say this again because people might get offended again um if you run officials at road courses the less american their name is the better they are (laughs) that's his that's his uh thing though like he can't he is a road guy and he just wanted to come try oval Jason, I just heard his name. I know that's his thing. I must be an exception <laughs> for that. I am consistently about two seconds off at road. 
You're not. Your your name's not that foreign though. All right. So Xfinity you, picks. <laughs> you you have to go first this time, right? Mm. Yeah, I do have to go first. Let me let me pull them up. Uh, I man. So no, are we picking? Are we still picking Watkins? Or are we picking? Our no, this will be Charlotte. This is for this or week. Charlotte. 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 Yep. Man, I really want to pick Michael so bad. I want to so bad, but I feel like I would just be just running it into the ground at this point. But since I get to go first, it's got to be Radburn. It's got to be Radburn uh, time. It's got to be Radburn time. He's got to get one. I think that's a good pick. He's got to get one. All right. So, Dustin. Uh, that was going to be my pick. I've watched him in practices <laughs> with yep. CSM. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my man Hackney. Uh, he's he's always solid. Can't Can't go wrong with him. Good pick. So me now third. Uh, yep. I'm gonna go with Lancaster. I'm gonna go and take Silvers. Hmm. We're we're all, all right. picking up top. Cup series. <laughs> Who's first, Mikey again? Uh, I think I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't pick myself this week. I I'm, love it's, it's never it's never worked. It, no, you know it's not what? worked yet. You know what? I I won Charlotte last year. We have a I think a definitely more stacked field this year. But uh, you know, I I got I got to believe in myself, give myself some self confidence. So I'm gonna make sure that y'all don't mess me out of this week's win. I'm taking myself. I'm taking the curses out of your mouth, and it's all on me this week. So I'm. I I'm respect go that. Myself. I respect that. Uh. I'm going to pick Kinder. All right, Dustin. Well, I hate to keep another pick in Cornerstone, um, but, you know, amongst the team, it is like one-fourth of the field. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm going to go with GT. Um, he's he's always strong. I, I've definitely learned learned a lot from him. Uh, through practices, but he he's always up there at the front, so he's pretty stout. I'm gonna go with him. Oh, I just figured. I just realized who else I should have picked. Damn, never mind. Uh, I, I, Kenner's good at Charlotte though. So, but yeah. there's another guy that's really good at Charlotte too. I just realized. I've got man. I've got so many that I like here for mm-hmm. for different reasons. It depends, Jason or. Well, I, I'm I'm not going to put you on the spot for that one. We'll talk about that one at a different time. Um, I don't want to know. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you can't talk about it and then not talk. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. So there's a guy on a, on the cusp of not being allowed in the league anymore. A teammate of mine. Oh, okay, yeah. Nah, he's he's we, good. Well, I'm 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 gonna let him we, run. We no, we we. We need to do some mediation, but I, I feel that this fire that I'm going to light under him for this week, everyone's worst enemy, David Farmer, <laughs> everyone's most hated guy, the nicest guy I know in real life and one of the most toxic people I know in sim racing and video games. 
I'm going to put the pressure on Dave. It's time to show up or shut up. I told him to not push his, push the talk button. It's, it's, it's farmer in the Dell, baby. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. Um, that should take us to our outro for our sponsors. You want to kick it off and do our sponsors again? I will light these sponsors up once again. You just saw my face light up with the spreadsheet. Um, Kinder Performance Group, KPG, John Kinder, one of the OGs. He's been with us before I was even a part of us. Um, Huffman Designs. I can't talk him into making a Facebook page for his own design so he could make so much more money off of this stuff. Um, Scott Fritz Designs. He actually does have a Facebook page. I think it's uh, SF Designs. Check him out. Uh, very talented graphic design guy, him and Huffy, neck and neck. I'm not going to say who I think's better because I honestly don't know because I make my own shitty paint jobs. But, oh, you said Huffy, so, Scott, you heard it there first. Uh, Butt kicker, butt kicker. Uh, Jason said that um, Huffy is kicking Scott's butt, so that's what I got to say about butt kicker. Um, Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue. I've never heard of a place that makes buildings and barbecue that is just the most incredible business design that i've ever heard in my life elevated outdoors um they do stuff outside i love it and it's up there and wjm they sponsor 73 percent of the cars in this fucking league i can't believe it i'm so glad they're here this those are the kind of sponsors we need so with that that's all our sponsors if you want me to say some cool shit about you give us a little money if not i'm not going to say anything about you but i'm alex that's dustin that's jason that's mikey that's the episode we're out of here see ya